Life is movement. Once you stop moving, you're dead. Choose life. Eugene Sandow. Welcome back to uh, Politics Hour with Pat. Oh, crap. Wrong one. Um, welcome back to the Fitness Roundtable. I'm Pat Hennigan. You can find more of my stuff at pathennigan.com. I'm Henry Halls. I'm a personal trainer in Philadelphia. You can find me on my website, www.halsesf.com. <laughs> And if uh, you're listening to us on SoundCloud right now, we are officially in the iTunes store. We both have links to it on our website, or you can just search for Fitness Roundtable in iTunes and subscribe and get it sent directly to your phone. Maybe send a, write a review, perhaps. Yeah, write a review on iTunes, not on my Facebook wall. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about exercise versus movement, or exercise and movement, depending on how you're doing both and the way you view things. So I guess we should start off by defining the terms. So mo movement would be, obviously, anything that involves you moving. And then exercise would be more of like fitness related. I would say exercise is a deliberate, deliberate movement to elicit a change in body things. composition or something like <laughs> yeah. that, you know? I, like when, when you say exercise, What's the first thing that pops into your head? A gym. Right. Yeah. A gym, which yeah. is like a controlled environment. A safe environment. And then when I say... Not life. Right. And then when you say movement, what pops into your head? Anything. Any body part moving and someone walking, someone climbing something, right. two dudes fighting, <laughs> my cat stretching. <laughs> no, that's true. Cats can move. What's the first thing that pops into your head, head when you think of movement? I Honestly, dancing. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, it's kind you of have weird. been you've been conditioned, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, dancing is cool because it's like it's very, you know, it's very human. It goes way back. To, yeah, I mean, the first cave paintings are people hunting and dancing, basically. Right. It was before a language. We even had language. It is, you know, kind can, of a language too. Right. Right. You know, you can express things through what movement. Is it yeah, through movement. Yeah. Through dance. What were you going to ask Expression though? dancing. What's that? Oh, about? interpretive dancing? <laughs> interpretive yeah. Dancing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to interpretive dance. I started, podcast. yeah, I started to write poetry, but then I figured that dancing it Just would be dancing. much more effective. <laughs> it was about, it was about the Civil War. It was very, very moving. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, dancing is cool because it's a form of exercise. And it's fun and it makes and people fun. happy. Yeah. And a lot of times exercise does not make people happy. It makes people sad. It makes some people it makes some people happy. It does. But yeah. Most of the time people when you hear exercise it's followed by a Ugh. Yeah, oh I gotta go exercise. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one says like, Oh I gotta go move. Yeah. <laughs> We're going dancing tonight and it's gonna be so much fun. Ugh. Actually I do that because I don't know how to dance. Yeah, no, we we are both probably very bad examples to talk about dancing. Um It's still fun though, even if you suck. Well it's cause it's kind of, I guess it's one of those freeing things in life where no one's really worried about what anyone's thinking of so them free. it's like do you remember like a year ago when it was at maybe a festival or something and an extremely obese guy was dancing and someone made fun of him on a video and everyone saw it and was like dude what are you doing that guy's having a good time and they started a yeah. kickstarter or something to fly him out to meet whatever artist was performing really i uh, forget who i i'm sure one of you knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> it was uh, probably like you know no, sounds pretty cool yeah i mean it's it's, cool. people just let people dance. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> just not shut, us. Just shut up and dance. Just not us. So, I mean, exercise and movement is an interesting... Comparison. I don't even know what to call it, because sometimes it's it, where they work together, sometimes they work completely opposite. Like, some people right. exercise 
and it makes them move better or some people can exercise better because they already move better right but some people exercise to the point where it hinders their movement mobility and right. in re- in regards to actual health not just aesthetics but i feel like most it's people, making them worse like the in general people exercise you know yeah a vast majority of people will know what exercise even is. if it's spinning their wheels right like they they go and exercise but they don't understand movement no they don't understand that like you know dancing which is movement is also a form of exercise yeah but i feel like people don't think like oh dancing is something you do at a club at yeah when you're super drunk at 2 a.m instead of like you know you can go get a great workout like taking a dance class at anywhere where the dance class factory (laughs) (laughs) um but and so then when i think exercise i think like in a gym like kind of dark gym not dark (laughs) most gyms aren't dark (laughs) that's where i immediately go (laughs) whenever i picture anything it's always dark um and then like you're you know you're on a treadmill yeah, you're just you're you're a rat in a maze right, or a, a hamster in a wheel. I guess that's is a better what metaphor. Do. That's what you put like a, a rat in a cage and you hit, hey, go s- yeah. spin this wheel. Stimulate yourself in this specific manner. Right. Okay. It's like now go exercise. Yeah. Go eat, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that movement kind of breaks you from that mentality. But I, I think the two can be definitely intertwined. Yeah. And I think I mean that's kind of how I very much view things. I exercise because I want to get stronger i want to look better and i want to feel better and move better right you know for someone who has a just my using myself as an example because it's the easiest one because i actually know how my body feels i don't know how anybody else's body feels um i'm naturally a very stiff person i'm naturally not a very flexible person i mean my legs are like three quarters of my body yeah you know so my hips are some like before i learned mobility stuff my hips were the tightest things on earth, you know, they right, were, right. it was on, it was ridiculous. And I didn't know any better. I just thought that's what hips did. Right. Um, but you know, as part of well, like, like people have their yoga practice, people have their movement practice. Right. You know, uh, I kind of like to marry the two together because mm. I think that they can affect each other in a positive way. Not in what you see most of the time, a guy goes to the gym, wants to get bigger. So he bench presses three times a week and then he can't lift his arm over his head by the time he's 30. He can't move. And then by the time he's 35, he's had both rotator cuffs replaced or restored. Right. So I think, I mean, it's a mental shift that definitely had to occur to me because it's not present in most forms of media when it comes to, you know, men's health doesn't talk about, you know, here's how you can squat ass to grass with no pain. Mm -hmm. And here's how you can, you know, open your T-spine. So, your spine is flexible all day and you're not in pain right. and you can rotate with no hindrance. It's just look better, be stronger, look better, be stronger, look better, be stronger. Especially when it comes to male exercise. Right, right. I, I think that exercise is new. You mean in regards to human evolution? Right. I think exercise is a well, new I think thing. Exercise in a controlled environment. Because, I mean... Right. I mean, they had gymnasiums back in ancient Greece. Yeah, but the, they were doing, like, a Olympic... Yeah, Oli- yeah. Olympic it was mostly training for wrestling and running and throwing right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. There's tons of movement in that. And I, I think that exercise is, like, new from the 70s onwards. You mean, like, as far as accessible for everybody, everybody can go I touch think, a barbell, basically? I think just the concept okay. of exercise yeah. as opposed to, like, training, understanding that humans should be out doing different things yeah 
And I feel like people apply the thought of exercise first to an activity Mm -hmm. and then they think of movement. So like they'll think, oh, going to dance, that would be a good workout. Yeah. Instead of saying like, I just want to go. Yeah. I want to use my body in in the manner it was. Right. Right. Or like, we all don't say that every morning. (laughs) I want to dance. No, I mean the, the, um, like the thought of, okay, I want to go learn maybe a martial art. Yeah. You know, people, people be like, oh, I want to lose weight or like, I want to look like this or I want to do this with my body. I'm going to go learn this martial art. And so this Mm -hmm. thing, like, this sounds fun this sounds challenging. Like, I just want to go do this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like something movement should be something that's fun and natural and natural and frequent. Right. And I feel like exercise gets the negative connotation of being like forced. So kind of like how when you're a kid and you're playing a sport, running is punishment as part of just, as opposed to just exact part of what you do when you're playing a sport. So we learned that like doing 10 pushups. Yeah. Like you, that's a punishment. Yeah. You screwed up. You you should hate this. Right. Right. So people learn how to hate exercise. But I think that if you shift into the mentality of saying like, Oh no, this is movement. Yeah. Like let's go practice movement. Yeah. Let's go do things that are fun. Mm -hmm. I think that can, bring people back to like saying okay no i want to go do use my body yeah the way it was meant to be used yeah, and not to, for fun sit thing. curled in front of a desk for 12 <laughs> right. hours a day right yeah. let me see how injured and yeah know, painful and unhappy i can get from exercise <laughs> yeah. like no i mean to kind of take it back to what you said exercise is being a relatively new phenomenon in the uh cycle of human evolution i kind of i agree with that but i i view it i guess from a little different angle because i view it as it is new, but it's taking the place of a lot of the physical activity that used to be a part of right. daily life. And I right. think that, I think at least from my psyche, it feels very healthy to be able to go and use my body and see what it's capable of. Right. And, you know, be lifting a barbell with weights on it as opposed to a log when we're clearing frontier to build a house or right. sprinting upstairs as opposed to sprinting after whatever animal they used to hunt, right. wherever, right. you know, we're in whatever part of Ireland my family's from yeah. kind of thing. Just yeah. so I view it as very, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about in term with people because you say things and you kind of just sound like an asshole, but like I view like exercise and physical activity as a necessary part of human life, because like we talked about last week, like you can't separate your mind from your body. You're right. both have to be working in unison and both right. have to be working in unison. You know, I can't right. really put it any better than that. So I view it as definitely as a, you know, you're alive. You should be using your body mm-hmm. as to for the reason why it was made, why you're here. You're not supposed to be in pain all the time unless you have, you know, something happens. Mm-hmm. You're born with some ailment, but um, you're not supposed to be in pain from just existing because right. of the way you're forced to exist, you know, in a cubicle or taking the subway every day or being in your car for three hours, whatever it may right. be, forcing you into these unnatural postures, positions, muscle mm-hmm. imbalances, things like that. So I view it as very natural as a human and especially as a man you know to see what your body's capable of and to build your body up to that point where you are strong where you are right able where you're able to adapt to any situation based on the way you've been using your body and training your body but you know i also i mean i and because of that i think exercising is fun like if you kind of get into i mean the world the word primal is overused but i can't really think of a better term right now but if you get into that not animalistic but just that this is what i was meant to do you know not Mm -hmm. like not in the grand fate scheme like this is why i was put here on earth but like 
my body is meant to be able to run, it's meant to be able to lift stuff, it's meant to be able to move, it's meant to be able to bend, twist, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think exercise, if you think it's fun, then it's going to work for you. Yeah. But it's when you start to hate it. Yeah, when you view it as a chore. Then that's yeah. when you have to shift. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's, it almost seems like it's becoming like a, uh, I, I can't think of the term right now, but like, um, sorry, I'm blanking, but it almost seems like it's something that is to be accepted socially. You have to be like, oh, I did CrossFit three times this week, right. or what bar class did you take? You know, it's right. it's a part of like our, so, our social cash, our so, right. social proof is, mm-hmm. you know, go doing these fitness things, not even mm-hmm. because you like them, because you want to do, because you want to do them, but just because it's, it's how you meet people nowadays, right. or it's how you right. impress people, it's how right. you impress girls on tinder etc etc <laughs> I, I mean i think um no i think you're right and if you like if you were like oh dude let's go to yoga yeah and like come to yoga you're not gonna be my friend yeah like, well, i hate yoga but yeah like, you know i, I, guess I like go, having a friend yeah, yeah i guess i'll go with pat yeah he loves yoga i do actually I love yoga and, and hate it yeah and, exactly like, it doesn't do anything for no me. it's all it, it is there's a very i mean from a marketing perspective, you understand it why facilities want to make it a social experience as well. Like, like no, yeah, you know, like Mark Fisher Fitness in right. New York City. Like, I mean, in my personal opinion, that place seems absolutely unbearable. If I went to a gym and a dude and a dude was training me in a speedo and a unicorn hat, I would either be arrested or walk right out. <laughs> but you know, the people there, some people, people there, upset and CrossFit too. You know, they, yeah, they it's that it's sure. that third place. So they build I mean, it. You know, they they have events there. It's everyone's. Everyone should be friends where they're working out, but right. it's like I said, it's becoming like a part of like the social cash, the social proof of. Right. But if, if at least our generation, if it's not for you, then don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Go, go break yeah. out and find something. Yeah. There's, there's so many. There's so many ways to get out and move and exercise. Yeah. And people, I think people get pigeonholed into thinking like there's three or four things. Yeah. Out there. As a guy, you have to bench press. You have right. to. You can do whatever the hell you, you yeah. Know, if you want to go take ballet, if you're a dude, go yeah, for it. Yeah, go for Walter it's, Payton did it. Right. It's yeah. like some of the uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, exactly. Doing ballet, yeah. You know, like go, go uh, explore the things that your body can do because it can do a hell of a lot more than yeah. you know, sit on the bench press or run on the treadmill. Yeah. And um, neither of those things are necessarily, I mean, I don't do either of those two things. I, I mean, and I don't think they're fun. Yeah. No, I, I personally, I mean, I've written, I hate bench pressing and it does no good for my body. It yeah. does nothing but cause me, you know, emotional trauma so, <laughs> <laughs> you just sit on the yeah. bench press and cry pretty much i mean it's it's a tough life no I mean, it was it was one of those things like i just if you don't enjoy it don't i don't it. enjoy it so i said screw it i'm switching to something else yeah right. and i hate treadmills i hate treadmills <laughs> I, me so too. much me too so I, much but it's unfortunate that we live living in the northeast right. there's a portion of the year where you're stuck inside right. well well i like um i used to box so i'll go yeah. and hit the heavy bag use yeah jump rope you know, and that's like to me. That's a lot of fun. Oh, it's freeing. Like it's... I, can, I can easily kill half an hour. Oh yeah, just go and hit the bag, and yeah, stuff up. And... You know, I hitting the heavy bag is one of the most mentally freeing things because you feel right. like we said, you just feel like oh, this is what my body was meant to do. It's right. I'm not worried about you know. You're worried about form to an extent, but if after your first two weeks <laughs> of boxing, you don't think about it. Yeah, but it you know it's. But to me, to me, that's movement. That's not exercise. Yeah, I agree, and it's genuinely fun too. Right. I mean, I don't think like, oh, I have to go hit the heavy bag. Yeah, it's, it's when's this person getting out of here? So yeah. I can, so I can hit yeah, the heavy like, bag. Like, oh, this yeah, is really fun. 
I yeah. think that's the cornerstone of of what exercise and movement should be to you. Yeah. Is to think, like, let me go find something that I enjoy. Yeah. Because when I was boxing, when I was really training, yeah, it was hard. Oh yeah, like it was so miserable. It was miserable. Yeah, but we loved it. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, everyone loved because we enjoyed doing it, and yeah. so the hard and it's work. It's the fun kind of competition, right? And so to say, like I was super motivated. I wasn't super motivated. Yeah, I would show up, and we would just you know we just start doing it. Yeah, that's that's how things should be. And I mean, people get so like you said, people get caught up in what they think they should be doing without regards to whether they enjoy it or I mean don't get me wrong I think there is extreme benefits to get from forcing yourself to suffer not to you know suffer through something that right. is not enjoyable but you know in the long term will be very beneficial right so you know and that could be strength training in general strength training is not fun at all right um and well, actually it can be some, yeah some it can be some no I do I some days it's not going to be fun Right. But I mean, like I said, I think there are extreme benefits from forcing yourself to just push through things and, you know, find that little bit of perseverance in yourself and find that grit like we talked about last week. Right. But if it's to the point of where it's detrimental, don't do it. I I think if you're having trouble getting to the gym, that's your first problem. Yeah. So you're you're not going to get over that. Yeah. So like go go find something else. Yeah. Or find somebody that makes the gym fun for you. Right. You know, or find a way even go better, find friend. a way to make it fun for yourself. Right. You can do I mean, there's a billion different ways you can do that. You can switch up your program. Just, you can find new music can making the gym fun to you, or you can just stop caring when you're at the gym. A lot of people, mm-hmm. I think, hate the gym for the social aspect. Right. They hate the gym because they feel like there's someone there that's going to judge. I mean, why do you think Planet Fitness is so successful? Right. Right. You know, it's people, they feel that social anxiety and so they don't want to go because the gym has kind of become a social place because there's not many other institutions where you're constantly interacting with people and have a chance to actually you know make i've made plenty of friends at the gyms i met my fiance at the gym we used to work at you know so yeah i mean there's it's there's benefits to both i think but i think um well let's talk more about what movement i was just gonna say yeah let's go there i mean it's first of all it's completely all-encompassing yeah um pretty much every area of your brain is involved in movement whereas in school i think most i i learned and most people learn that it's like the motor cortex mm-hmm. and like you know i learned nothing about the brain in school <laughs> sending signals down to your muscles and and it's a very controlled thing but movement is literally everything you know it's taking in every sensory input and all your emotions, yeah. like your fears, everything, your personality. What if you have no fear? Then <laughs> <laughs> you just do whatever you want. I like that's why my life is so sweet. Then you could touch your toes, right? I am right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, so movement is so is so vast, and it's also that also means that everything can affect movement. Yeah. So that's why we say, you know, oh, like go find a group of people. Mm-hmm to go move with yeah you know because movement moving is also such a social experience yeah and it's something that and you're moving with people when you're walking to work every day right or like if you're all dancing together yeah no that's a social experience yeah and you kind of have to get out of your own mind yeah which is another valuable part of both movement and exercise right right and I, i think it's important to to realize that movement is about more than than fitness Mm -hmm. whereas exercise is about fitness 
Yeah. You know. Mm. Unless you're readying yourself for a specific athletic endeavor. Right. Training. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but still, I think uh, movement can be as therapeutic for your mind as it is for your body. Well, I was going to say, I actually just read an article about um, a couple former or retired special forces officers who came back with PTSD. Well, actually, there's two things. I mean, so there's the guy out in, I forget his name. He's a former um, middleweight boxer who his dad was a Navy SEAL, I think, or his uncle was a Navy SEAL and came back from Vietnam with PTSD. So he was around it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, three, um, I forget what the company's called, but they started a hot yoga for returning army officers okay. with PTSD and the yeah. results. So, I mean, just from the fact that they're moving, they're in their body, they mm-hmm. feel control that the results so far with a very small, very, very small group of people have been um, quite immediate. You know, the PTSD right. is obviously not going to go away, but they're able right. to control it a little more, right. especially with the boxing and the combat sports. Mm-hmm. Or it's not boxing, it's MMA. It's okay. Muay Thai. Yeah. yeah. And which, you know, Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu are entirely movement based there's yeah it's, it's vast it's i mean vast it's more based. movement than combat even right. especially jujitsu right you have to be able to move before you can yeah and yoga is entirely combat <laughs> <laughs> full contact yoga <laughs> don't put the mats too close <laughs> we actually uh i oh know that's sorry that was about legos not yoga i was confusing two stories in my head um, we'll do a lego podcast next week <laughs> i think that movement um every time you move an area of your brain will light up, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So something that happens in the body affects something in the brain, and then something that happens in the brain affects something in the body, Mm -hmm. right? So one of my favorite examples is uh, emotions and how emotions affect movement. So if you see someone walking down the sidewalk and they're, you know, staring down at the ground, hands in their pockets, kicking out empty soda, right? You can probably guess what kind of emotion they're feeling. They feel like Charlie Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, say, say they're sad. It's it's literally affecting their mood. Yeah. They're, if they're happy, they look, you know, yeah, they head up, they smile, they'll, they'll actually look at you. Right. Hands will be out of the pockets. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's the thing that's so powerful about movement is that you you can take something that would be, might be wrong mentally mm-hmm. and, and fix it through move, body fix, language and fix movement. It through movement. Yeah. Right. It's it's crazy because well they did that study that um Amy Cuddy from Harvard or Princeton did you ever see her speech fake it till you make it yeah it's a TED talk I mean the results have kind of been called into um into question because of the whole replication crisis in social sciences right um but so they haven't been able to replicate the study but she found that you know walking into a room if you're if you're not confident and you puff your chest out a little bit and look up and you know stand up nice and tall as if you were powerful actually elicits a minuscule increase in testosterone which will obviously have for male have confidence boosting yeah. powers we'll so, say so if you look confident you feel confident. basically yeah basically i mean i practice that every day if i you know i'm, I'm freaking exhausted a lot of days i don't want to go to work but i yeah. you know i just tell myself you know it's gonna be a good day yeah and then you walk you don't put headphones in you just look up you smile at everybody you see you stand up nice and tall you feel by the time you get to work you forget that work's right. probably gonna suck right not suck but you know <laughs> I like my clients. I'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I'll go that far. <laughs> they know that though. So I think that's the I think that's the big difference is that movement is is more way more broad. Yeah, and it affects more than exercise will because exercise is kind of like I have this goal I want to achieve. Yeah, or like I, I want to look a certain way. And that's always going to be moving as you progress. Right. So you're never actually going to get there. 
Right. And I think one of the keys to movement or moving well is to do a ton of activities. Yeah. Be a well-rounded person. Right. Don't just be a, a linear right. Don't athlete. Just, Don't just go forward and backward. Or, or even like, you know, uh, people who go to yoga all the time think I'm great at moving. Yeah. Okay. Now you're hypermobile. You might, right. yeah, you might not have any rigidity at all. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, go, go into a gym. Like you should yeah. still be able to go into a gym and do a couple squats. Yeah. Or... Other beneficial. Well, that's why I, um, so my, my big thing now is, um, you know, Catherine and I were getting married very soon and then hopefully start popping out kids relatively quickly. But the first thing I want to enroll my kids in is either dance or gymnastics. Right. For the fact that it's movement-based. They're obviously going to play soccer first and foremost, and we'll be in the <laughs> Olympics by 2026. But yeah. um, they'll be the first six-year-old in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the body awareness that it teaches, especially gymnastics, right. you know, for whatever athletic endeavor they're going to they're going to have later in life, or even if they don't want to play sports. You know, right. that's the fact that they can articulate things in their body and move their body through space using their own strength, momentum, speed, and all that stuff. I think that's incredibly beneficial. And I'm kind of jealous of the kids who did gymnastics growing up. Yeah. You know, you see, yeah. um, so, um, like people who grew up in the Soviet union, like mm-hmm. they had a gymnastics class every day. They, one right. period every day was them working on the parallel bars, working on the rings. Mm-hmm. And you see these 75, 80 year old, old, <laughs> you know, crippled looking Russian men yeah. who walk up to, a set of rings, it can bang out five muscle ups just because yeah. they know what to do. And, you right. know, they're not necessarily strong. They're not even really fit. It's just right. that body awareness is, I think, incredibly and valuable. We, and like I said, quite enviable. We do push ups and sit ups. Yeah, we do push ups and sit, sit ups for the yeah. uh, the presidential fitness test. Right. And that's like, yeah. you know, it's easy and it's yeah. low movement capability. Yeah. And even, I mean, physical education as is not really physical education, it's time wasting class. Exactly. They don't actually educate them that's on a, anything. That's a good it's, point. It's, uh, well, I'm saying, because I, I was watching, actually, uh, I think Cressy put out a status the other day after one of, like, the 17,000th debates that <laughs> they keep talking about, you know, Common Core and all these educational things. And then yeah. in the later subject, they'll talk about the obesity epidemic crisis, whatever the heck it's called now. And none of them have touched on the topic of physical education because none of them pro- are probably even thinking like that. Right. But, I mean, for, I mean, gym class for me was dodgeball and rolling around on the floor pretending you were, like, <laughs> a bug or something like but that, it's you know? Fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's time wasting guys, and there's there's incre- there's great value in that. But right. at the same time, wouldn't you want kids to be aware of what they need to do to remain healthy throughout life? Because you mean you teach a kid how to play dodgeball, he'll be entertained until he's ten. Yeah. Then he'll never pick up a dodgeball again until he, maybe he's twenty five and joins a rec league for a half hour, right. and then goes out and gets stupid drunk afterwards. <laughs> but you know, there's no actual there's even health class. We, we didn't learn a. We didn't learn like, a darn thing about fitness or education health. or anything yeah. how to actually be healthy. It was, yeah. this is what a condom is. Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah. And it's not good for nutrition. Yeah, it's all right. It's, <laughs> um, no, that's true. I mean, physical education should be more about teaching how to move. Yeah. And like, it, tumble, you know, roll. Yeah, exactly. Know, like, Laying the basics. I mean, it's like the, for like the uh, when, you get, when the client comes in to train for the first month, you tell them, like, your first month's going to be boring as hell because it's all basic stuff. And until you show right. me you're good at it, we're not going to move on. Right. And we, you know, a lot of times we as forming adults don't get that base layer of uh, movement of movement and fitness education, even right. nu- nutrition, even though I know we're not talking about that. Right. But, and then you kind of, you get interested in it when you're 18 or 19 and you just basically go 
and you thrive off of intensity and making stuff up. Like, your workouts are only good because you want them to be good. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, or, or you're limited <laughs> to, like, five exercises. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like how long is that going to last? Yeah, exactly. And, you know. And you're probably going to get hurt. Right. You know? But I, I don't blame... I don't really blame, like, ob- obesity and people not wanting to work out. I don't blame it on them. I blame it on the the thought that they have to go into a gym and yeah. do things that they don't like. Yeah, not... Like, I think the focus should be on, like, go and do things that you enjoy. Just move like a person. Right. Yeah. Move, move like a human being. Yeah. Like, someone, like... And you don't have to do things that even make sense together. No. You know, like, two classes that might be completely antagonistic. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Power walking and then full contact Krav Maga. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, you can literally do whatever the hell yeah. you want. You know? Don't be afraid to get hurt. Go, go do a class. Go do, you know, pick up a yoga DVD. Try, yeah. just try it out. I, well, you don't have to get a DVD. Everything's for free on YouTube. Yeah, now. Any YouTube. topic you want to learn about is right. free on YouTube. Right. So let's talk. Should we talk about things that hinder people's movement? Sure. You know, the common things that you see every day with people, and it's reason why people have inhibited movement and move with pain. You know, specifically the hips, the shoulders, the neck. Can I give my number the upper one? back. Yes. Fear. 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 Fear of what? The unknown? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I honestly believe that fear is the number one thing that stops people from being... Would you include stress in fear? Yes. You, okay. So Stre- stress is threat perception, yeah. stress, fear, you name it. Pe- and, and what would you say I, the number one... Not cause, but... You would... That would be... Manifest itself in the body as tension, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So tension fear, and tight, tension. tension and tightness. Right. So the, then, the shoulders up by the ears, the um, head kind of dropped a little bit. Right. And I, well, I think most postures have something to do with fear. You think so? Because if you're stuck in a pattern, that means yeah. you're afraid to move out. That's true. Or you're not ready to move out. Yeah. What have you. Um, but I think that fear is the number one thing that drives um, lack of motivation to exercise. Mm-hmm. I think it Even lack of motivation to move. Lack of motivation. The fear, right. fear depressed right. people, they move very tortoise-like. Right. And in right. a very or, or low, they, s- small range of motion. They might experience pain where you might say, like, oh, okay, dude, like, yeah. You know, I know your knee's bothering you a little bit, yeah. but, you, you know, you, get it. Sh- you got yeah. checked out. Yeah. It's okay. Let's try it's a little it. knee pain. Yeah. Like, you, you well, I guess you going. can even see that fear manifest itself when, as you're training someone, you have them do a new exercise, or maybe you have them do the same exercise, but with right. heavy weight. Right. First thing they do is they tense up. Right. They stop breathing. Their right. the motion, the the form that you've been working on, right. looks like crap. And then you tell them right. to relax. You tell them you know to breathe, right. and it becomes um, natural again. So I they don't trust their body. Yeah, they don't trust their body, and it's a they're freaking out over like that new stimulus. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, I, I see some people that have chronic pain. Yeah. Not like oh I broke my arm. Yeah. Like, I'm clearly injured. Yeah. No, I need to it's get not surgery. Going, yeah. Right. It's not but I refuse. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get surgery. No, I'm, that's, I think that's the area where you run into, you know, one of the things, if you have like a herniated disc in your back or something mm-hmm. like that, if you give it a little time to calm down, one of the best things you can do is go back and start training again. Yeah, and lift, and, actually lifting weights. Yeah, and doing, doing some weightlifting strength exercises what movement with yeah. your back yeah and like you have to you have to convince or you have to let your brain know that this is okay it's not yeah like it's not a horrible part of my body like 
I'm back. I'm moving again. Well, the, the same thing with uh. So, have you ever had a, a knee or ankle injury from playing a sport? I had I had a patellar tendonitis. So, what sport were you playing at the time? Tennis. Okay, so but then, well, but when you went back to play tennis, the first six months, you're hesitant on that leg. Oh, for like you know, three, for like three years. Yeah, you don't you you don't trust it at all. You don't want to do anything, and your right. game suffers because of it. It's like all those running backs in the NFL. They come back, they stink the season after they get right. They have the surgery and they recover, but then the next season they're back to their previous level because they finally, and some are never the same for no physical reason. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I would blame a loss on my knee pain. Yeah, exactly. Which keeps it around. Yeah, and that's then you're like, oh, my it's, is it built in excuse for right. not performing? Right. Yeah, I mean, luckily the only thing I've done is a few ankle things, but I was never really good at sports anyway, so <laughs> the excuse was just <laughs> I wasn't going to win anyway. <laughs> I think that uh, I think the most important thing in learning how to move would be conquering your fear, literally, of the unknown. Yeah. By doing like trying new things. Yeah. Doing things that you might be hesitant to do. Um, by going to maybe a martial arts class. Yeah. If you're a very timid person. If you're afraid of getting hurt. Right. Go right. Somewhere where you, somewhere might, where you get might get hurt. hurt. Yeah. And learn learn that like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. I can be in a position where it's a little sketchy, but I didn't get hurt. Yeah. If you're afraid of being in large groups of people, go take a big class. Right. And it's gonna suck the first time, the second time it's gonna suck a little less. Right. Third time it's gonna suck a little less and maybe by the fifth time it's normal. Right. You know it's But but go look up uh look up Ido Portal on, on YouTube. He's a great mover. Yeah. But you see him do things that you're like, oh, God, like balancing on uh, handrails. Yeah. Like, he just, like, walks on handrails. And he, he was he's Conor McGregor's trainer, so you've actually, he, you can find his stuff very easily now. Right. So I, I think that, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to no, it definitely doesn't. Well, just, just with any change, it, it's just, you need to just keep hammering, basically. Right. You know, it's, change sucks, but if it's going to make you better in the long run, you have to. It's that, uh delayed gratification right. model, you know? Right, right. But, you know, if, if you want to move better, pick something that you're you're a little hesitant or about. Or genuinely terrible at. Right. Yeah. Get, go, yeah, that's. I think that's the best way to get better is to do the thing that you're worst Yeah, at. that's... And if you get to a certain point, you'll actually start enjoying things that you are very bad at. Right. Because you know there's such vast room for improvement if you just do what you're supposed to do and... Right persevere through it right which you know has great mental benefits because mm-hmm. it obviously bleeds over into every aspect of your life yeah i was gonna say if you learn how to move better i can guarantee it will change your mental state yeah i guarantee I, that i agree i agree so what did you write about in your blog this past week I or know. what are you writing about your blog on this what's your next article my next article is going to concern uh it's going to be the lessons that i learned from boxing that's a good one and about it's actually more about this subject how I was really afraid of combat sports really I never played them my entire life yeah so the one thing I had to do was go and play a contact sport so you started boxing when you were a freshman at Ithaca yeah I was 17 okay nice yeah what about you what are you writing I'm not sure what I'm writing about this weekend to be honest I just forgot what I wrote about last <laughs> week oh no <laughs> I'm kidding no I wrote about um uh I've been doing a series called Stoic Tips as I always talk about I, I Stoicism is a big part of my life and the philosophy is very beneficial for everybody you probably believe a lot of it yourself without knowing what it is i wrote about um conquering negativity and kind of getting over that as, re- as it regards to going to the gym that 
that bad day that every you see everybody have where you have yourself where you feel weak, you look weak, you feel fat, you look fat. You know, whatever you just find yourself in the mirror picking yourself apart, how to get over that and yeah, that's it's called conquering it's called maximum uh I forget. Maximum effort because I saw Deadpool on Sunday. I thought that was a good <laughs> title. Um check it out. Yeah, check it out. Um what about work wise this week? Have anything good happen with clients? Uh nope. Hate all of them. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a very easy week because my uh, future in-laws are in town. So same old people doing the same old stuff. It's a good no, thing. They're though. not old people. They're just. They are the same people. Though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, anything you want to add on before we go? That's it. You can find me at my website. Like I said earlier, Instagram, Facebook. You don't friend me, but you know, you can look at my profile. Yeah, you can find <laughs> me at all of those on Instagram. I'm Pat underscore Hennigan. If that's not it, it's just Pat Hennigan with no underscore. <laughs> and on Twitter, I'm Pat Hennigan. Um, yeah, nothing yeah, else to add. The Tumblr. I just found out what Tumblr was. To be <laughs> perfectly honest, yeah, don't go on there. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I'll be making a pretty major life announcement in the next couple weeks. I may have already announced it, but I'll be making it official. So keep the eye out for that. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>